do for you now a scene from the hit motion picture Shrek. You ready? Okay. Why don't you get away from me, Well, the years start coming and they don't stop 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 coming and welcome to another edition of Ain't Ogre Till It's Ogre. I'm usual host, Will, and join me, as per always, and as per usual, is my good buddy, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Will. How's it going? I'm doing well, and I'll tell you why in just a bit. But first, got to introduce Ooh. our other guest, Chris. Hello. How you doing there, Chris? I'm good. How uh, are you? I'm doing You said swell. our other guest. You mean host. Sorry. Yes, excuse me. I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, our other esteemed host is here, and his name is Chris. Hello. And... Yes, hello. And I am uh, excited we're all here because this is not an any, this is no ordinary episode of Annie Ogre, Toast Ogre. Do you know why that is, Matt? Why is that, Will? Because it's our 50th episode extravaganza. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I didn't expect noise, but yeah, let's do it. Let's bring the let's bring the noise in. Let's get the party music going. We're very excited because we got ourselves. Like I said, we got Matt, we got Chris, and we got a bunch of celebrity guests. Who do we have, Will? Let's see. We got Jim Carrey over here. Smoking. We got Tom Hanks over here. We got Chris. Hello. We got Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello. We got the Cat in the Hat. We got Shrek. What are you doing in my swamp? We got Scooby-Doo. <laughs> we got Chris. Hello. We got JFK. Ask not. We got President Joe Biden. Hello. We got Ringo Starr. Peace and love. Peace and love. We got Mr. McGorham's Wonder Emporium. Let's open the store. We got Mr. Bean. <laughs> we got John the Grony. Wait, what? We got Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Well, we got Lauren Michaels. Uh, yeah. Well, we got what? What is it, Matt? What is it? Uh, is there going to be any more to this bit besides you just saying names and playing sound bites? Uh, well, I'll be honest. That's 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 all I got got so far. I, I've invited a bunch of people, a bunch of celebrities. I I maxed out all my my contacts, uh, yeah. celebrity wise, and and called you know, in all your favors. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. This is our. This is our. Yeah. This is, <laughs> and none of them showed up. None of them showed up. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, we the Lord is with us all the times, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, right. So yeah. that's one. Probably not for this episode. <laughs> well, maybe not, but I, I like to think he is, so that's yeah. one. Well, look, this is our 50th episode spectacular. Can you believe yeah. it? 50 no. years. Yes, 50 years. 50 episodes <laughs> in the can. Nothing but winners every time. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah, I, I've actually yeah. had a lot of fun. Dude. Yeah. I wouldn't do this if I didn't yeah. have fun. Right. But, Same. Yeah. Uh, it is crazy to think that we've been doing this for almost, you know, 60 years at this point. Um, and just, you know, the laughs keep coming and it just, they don't stop coming. Yes. And they don't stop coming. And, uh, you know, once more, we didn't even mention what movie we were talking about this year <laughs> or in this episode, but we're, we're discussing, <laughs> yeah, we're discussing, uh, the master disguise once more as we discussed last month uh and yep. as we'll be discussing throughout the year 
Uh, but we we felt it was important to to let the celebrations in early on because you know we're very excited. We're very ceremonial right now. We want we want to get the the music pumping and we want people to be excited. We we want to celebrate. You know we've been doing this for you know quite a while now and and, and it's weird because mm-hmm. it, it feels like yesterday to me. I don't know about you, Matt, but um, yeah, no, it does definitely. And uh, you know it's it's just fun. It's uh, I I can't believe we're this far and and you know hundred episodes. I can't in. believe. I can't believe we haven't missed a month. Oh yeah, uh, we've, we've come close a few yeah, times. Yeah, we've gotten but... close, but you know, a hundred episodes in now, and we're we're still going strong. So yeah, yeah, uh, you can't beat it. Uh, you know, so with that in mind, uh, like I said, we're talking Master Disguise, and I got a lot of notes. But um, before before our celebrity guests come in, we might as well just talk about this movie and, sure. and kind of see where everyone lands on it. So. Uh, we started with Chris last month. Matt, why don't we start with you? Where did you land okay. on Master of Disguise in in the year of our Lord, February 2021? Uh, it's not a very good movie, uh, obviously. And and I, I think this this viewing of it, I had issues paying attention to it. Like I was getting bored and getting distracted and you know i was i folded laundry while i was watching it and then i was just like man did i so once again i i missed the bubbles the mr bubbles scene once again um i don't know if it's not in my copy of the movie or if i just happen to have not been paying attention during it and it's that short wait but i saw i saw it during the credits i think it's yeah a, no 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 it's a deleted scene yeah. the full thing yeah I mean, but doesn't yeah. does Mister so, Bubbles not show up during the movie itself? The proper no, he, movie proper. His his whole entire scene outside of the outtakes and deleted scenes that we see in the the credits have been oh. taken out of the film entirely. I didn't. I, I apologize oh if I miss goodness. if I made you um confused or I miss. <laughs> yeah, that was my joke from last month. Is that he's my favorite character because he's not really technically a character <laughs> in the movie. He he's been axed from it almost entirely. <laughs> But every time I see him in the credits, I laugh because it's just such an absurd character. <laughs> I don't know why they and cut it, him out because I don't know. I like, I think it's a funny scene. Trubbles. I think it's stranger. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I agree that they shouldn't have cut him, but I think it's funnier that they did it, but that they left him. They chose to leave like <laughs> bloopers with a character that we did not meet in the credits. I might be wrong. I'll have to double check this, but I think he's also on the poster. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah that's. I don't know. That's like a next level troll. I I don't know. It's just it's it's an interesting choice. Um, uh, I like to think. I mean, I don't know why they cut him out of the film. I'm assuming it's because like his little segment or whatever didn't advance the plot. But then again, you know what what does it. advance you the say plot? That, like the rest yeah. of the movie advances the plot. But I like to think that like you know for Dana Carvey and the director and whomever they're just like this character doesn't meet the standards of the rest of the film. <laughs> Like, right, yeah, exactly. Like, he's the one. What like, caused that to be cut? We aim. For, he's the dead weight. We aim for quality film. here at Happy Madison Productions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was Adam Sandler himself who who personally insisted that the character, his whole scene, be axed from the film. He's I like, don't, I don't want this character guy. in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'll get the poster now, just to to confirm whether or not that is the case. But uh, what were your other notes, Matt? Okay, uh, well, so that was just kind of my general takeaway this time, but then went, I don't have a ton of notes, but they are... Oh, yeah, he is on the poster. He's right behind... He's right underneath um, uh, George W. Bush, but over top of the ninjas, so... <laughs> uh, 
Um, so my first note is that I cannot emphasize enough how awful the opening titles are <laughs> of this movie. Oh, yeah, I know. In what sense? Like, animation-wise? And, like, joke-wise? Okay, every, every, okay there's, the whole thing. There's, there's nothing tying the opening sequence to the movie proper. No. Um, it's horribly lazy. Sure. It's, it's, it's like a, uh... What's uh, I'm I'm having a total brain like fart. A, are you talking like about vaudeville? Like, vaudeville, yeah. Oh, vaudeville, it's like okay. a vaudeville. It's like a vaudeville. Yeah, or Chris said like a court jester. Like it's like it's like ancient. It's the Joker. quote unquote comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's the Joker. It's just like it's like oh look, uh, let's see this head. All right, well now I'll turn this page and now it's this head on this body. Isn't that funny? Like it's just lazy and like i said it doesn't actually relate to anything in the movie none of the drawings are any of the disguises that he wears it's yeah. an afterthought no it's not tied to it no yeah. foreshadowing it's like it's the music is terrible the, the song yeah, yeah. It, it, it is yeah I, the song is bad the song has grown on me i i, I will be honest about that i i, I kind of like the song i'm, I'm not gonna lie <laughs> i'll give it to you i mean i'm not i'm not an authority on that, but it, I I don't think it works though, and 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 so I I think the opening well, titles are awful. Well, you know, the, the, I think the song is strong arming you into having fun with the movie. It's like insisting that this is fun. Yeah, this is an entertaining movie. This is You're gonna, gonna have, be yeah. fun. This is gonna be real. You know, the the, yeah. the beauty of it ain't ogre is that by the end of the year we're all gonna have like a different perspective on that. <laughs> right. We're gonna have like I wonder if there's like a thing behind the opening uh, credits where. Well, that's, that's gonna be that's gonna be our conspiracy theory yeah. episode. I have to imagine uh, to some extent. <laughs> yeah. Um, not all of it, of course, because we have to devote at least some of it to the the Turtle Club episode. Yes. Or the the yeah actually that fits yeah it is an episode in and of itself. Uh, should I, well should I, <laughs> when you were talking about having the party music play at the beginning of the episode, should yeah. I use that song as the party music? If you want. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if it, that might be a copyright <laughs> issue, but, um, we don't get paid for this. It doesn't matter. Sure. Okay. Even then, if you play less than 30 seconds, I think it's fine regardless. Right. I um, believe that's correct as yeah. well. Um, my next note is <laughs> goodbye gooey sauce. <laughs> <laughs> just because I, <laughs> I just I guess I like that part. It, it cuts the shot of him, you know, like wiping the glass. With oh, the, with the spaghetti you know. stuff. With the yeah, the spaghetti okay. sauce. And, and I on the same scene, a different note. Pistachio cheesing the spaghetti on the spilled guests, or he's he's you know what I'm talking about, where he yeah. starts grating the cheese and yeah, they're so sitting there because they have spaghetti. He all tripped. Over he fell uh, on yes. the family. Their, their dinner is on their heads, and they're yes. weirdly they not reacting to it, but they're just kind of like stoically yeah, doing <laughs> with the, the food on their yeah. uh, their heads and glasses and whatnot. So, yeah, that part. Um, I think that him doing the cheese with the grater is is good Dana Carvey character work. Like you know, well, credit where it's due. Uh, I thought is that a reference to the Pepper Boy thing from SNL? I don't. I, I'm not familiar. Because one of his most famous skits on SNL was with Adam Sandler. He was like the Pepper Boy, where he's in the restaurant. He's like, "You like it, the pepper," and he's like, kind of like sexual with like giving the 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 pepper and like oh. kind of doing. I can send you the, the the link if you haven't. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah. Seen I mean, it. I'm not. I'm not familiar, but okay. That might be a stretch. I mean, that might be me trying to connect two and two things that aren't really connected outside of Dana Carvey. But uh, I uh, talking about it with you now. I'm wondering if that's supposed to be some sort of like <laughs> callback to the Pepper Boy thing, but. Maybe. I don't know. Um, my next note is 
my home is full of ransackery. Yeah. Because I thought that was a funny line. You know, there are okay lines in this movie. Uh, <laughs> this next one, uh, I, I only have three notes left. But the first one is that the grandpa as the maid says, It's me, you idiot! As if it's obvious that he's the maid and that he's not a master of disguise. <laughs> right. Like, well, no, like why I mean, is he calling him an idiot? I, he calls him an idiot because he knows that there's no maid normally in the house. Like, he lives in the house. Mm. He would know there would be a maid. So the fact that he sure. just unassumingly is just like, oh, yeah, that's the maid is what he's saying. Right. It's me, you idiot. That, I think that's what they're going for. It's also yeah, that's fair, I guess. It's also funny that from the mouth of this maid, all of a sudden you hear this man's voice. It's me, you yeah. idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Classic, uh, it, vo- yeah. different voice humor. Yeah, it's Always seamless. I, like, I was actually just yeah. Go ahead, Will. No, I just I like when he does like when I'm in my element, I disguise as seamless. Like he does it like <laughs> yeah. kind of like a <laughs> right. animated. I like that line a lot. Yeah. Um, speaking of different voice humor, uh, I I'm. This is a very tangent, and if you want me to cut it out, I will. But uh, oh no, the, keep going. I want to hear it. <laughs> the Muppet Show. I'm, I'm rewatching the Muppet Show, especially now that it's on Disney Plus. And um, they, the the episode I watched last night was Harry Belafonte, which if you haven't seen that episode, I recommend it. It's a very good episode, not a bad skit in the bunch. Uh, but one, they do like body swap humor on oh, um, pigs in space, and it, it, in classic Muppet fashion, it all goes off the rails. And at the end of the skit. Um, Kermit comes on stage because they're like, we got to end this skit. And Kermit comes on, but he has the voice of the Swedish chef. Sure. And he's like, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. You know, he's, yeah. I'm shocked then, you didn't send me this, considering our, I, uh, our history <laughs> with the Swedish chef. Fair. Go, keep going on. Yeah. Well, I was going to tell you about it. But so then, um, uh, then the Swedish chef, you know, comes in and has Kermit's voice. And he's like, all right, we need to end the skit now. <laughs> and it's like, it's like kind of weird to see the Swedish chef speaking English. Um, but yeah, so that, that's all, that's all. (laughs) That's, that sounds fun. I like that. Do you want me to cut that or should we? No, no, I I think it fits. I mean, it didn't feel out of place to me. Um, I I guess it is our 125th episode. It is. Yeah. Well, not our 25th or 20, 250th episode, of course. Oh, right. right, You forgot a zero in there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, but did you have any more notes or is that everything you got this month? Um, I have just. Two more, but they're both very short. Um, one is that I guess both this and the Garfield movies have Rube Goldberg machines. There's another thing connecting it. Mm-hmm. But this one is like really short and not actually a Rube Goldberg machine. Are you talking about the reveal of the like disguise yeah. layer thing? That Oh, yeah, I guess it does have yeah. like kind of like a, a main it's one. Like, yeah. It's like an implied Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> They yeah. do the candle burning it's, the uh, it, string, and that's about it. It's like the script had a Rube, Gold, Rube Goldberg machine. The director was like, "I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that." We don't have time for that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we're we're 15 days behind schedule. Dana Carvey is like flaking on us. Just 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 get it done. Just get what we need. Get what coverage we have to do, and just get it done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. Uh, then, <coughs> my, my last note. Oh, sorry. My last note is uh, there's the the there's the montage where Grandpa is training Pistachio, yep. and there's a part where he's like a schoolgirl, 
Yeah. And I just think it feels really out of place in that montage because there's no setup for it. All you do is just see a guy walk up and give her a rose. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's just strange. You have to. That's all. Yeah. You can edit this out, but I have to consider the optics of them dressing uh, Pistachio up as a schoolgirl and going to a school and seeing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that needs edited out either. I think that's fair a fair place to comment. Yeah, I mean there's like a there's like at least another joke like that that's in a similar vein that really grosses me out. And it's during the uh, end credits. Um it's like one of the outtakes where it's a what's it is it Kevin Nealon is a guy that's like the eBay dark eBay um auctioneer guy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like uh and he's like talking about like some the Master of Skies can be anybody, right? And then like he like goes on to say like Britney Spears or something, which is already pretty gross. And he does like the Olsen twins, which is like extra gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like that's really needless and that doesn't need to be in the movie. But that's, uh, you know, another example of where it's just like very 2000 y, like. Yeah, different know. time. Yeah. But um, nevertheless, on that note, <laughs> uh, we should uh, go over to you, Chris, and see what your notes are for this month. Um, so in regards to the Rube Goldberg machine that uh, Matt referenced, I after that scene, mm-hmm. even though it was limited in scope to what they showed, I thought to myself, so since this Rube Goldberg machine opens the nest, that means that Dad has to reset it every time he leaves the nest. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that the, the, he hasn't used it in a long time? Isn't that like... Yeah, that's how I felt. I mean, yeah. yeah, but at the same time, you know... Still, Grandpa, yeah, what is the normal... <laughs> Grandpa said, you know, what is a place that he goes to all the time? It's so like, when he, back when he was using it... Oh, yeah. Um, when he was using it more regularly, he would have to, you know, have reset it every single time he leaves. Good point. Uh, my actually, that was one of my later notes. My, my first one I wrote is the idea of James Brolin being in this movie gets funnier the more I think about it. <laughs> you mean Josh Brolin? No, James Brolin, his dad. No, James. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Okay, I, I know we had talked about doing this with Josh Brolin instead. I sure. Oh, sure okay. Referencing that. Oh, so no, you can do that uh, if you want to edit that and do. Uh, it's up to you. No, 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 no. What? No, just. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Just like, James Brolin has been in some comedy stuff, but his pedigree is more in drama. So the fact right. that they're like, "Hey, James Brolin, do you want to do you want to you want to put on a ridiculous <laughs> Italian accent and be in this movie where you dress up as people? yeah?" And he was like, "Yes, <laughs> sounds like fun." See, yeah, that that actually leads to one of my notes, which is, has James Brolin seen this film? I might have asked this last month. If I did, I apologize, <laughs> but. Um, like, I'm very curious to know, has, like, James Brolin, like, he has to be aware of it, right? Like, he knows his dad. He, I think he, they keep in touch. Like, I have to assume, like, they, they, he was aware of this movie. Did he actually ever sit down and watch it? Or do you think he was just like, you know what? I, I just gonna have to let my dad be on this one. And, or he was, like, too busy doing whatever else at the time. Oh, you're asking if Josh Brolin has Sorry, seen yeah, this. Josh Brolin, I apologize. Okay. Has, no, no, he, okay. has his son, Thanos, seen... <laughs> <laughs> the Master of Disguise. Has Thanos watched The Master of Disguise? Yeah. Uh, I say yes. It's probably why... The whole thing, or just, like, part of it? Probably why I wanted to snap in the first place. Yeah, I agree with Chris. Yeah. Um, It is kind of fitting, though, that, uh, you know, one uh, later on in his career, um, Josh Brolin would go on to play George W. Bush in a biopic. And in this movie, oh, yeah. there's a scene where... Uh, Dana Carvey pretends to be 
George W. Bush. So I guess a very loose connection there. But it would be better if James Brolin played George W. Bush in the full circle. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he would have been very old for the part, but I, I would have, I would have been curious nonetheless. Every every, every brawling member of the family plays a George W. Bush from now until the end of time. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair curse. Um, so uh, towards the beginning, you know, there was the the sticky meat sauce on the on the guests at the restaurant. Yeah. Um, as uh, discuss, as Pistachio and his dad are talking, you can see those guests leaving. They're like, we should have gone to Burger King. Like, <laughs> yeah. The distinction between a high-class Italian restaurant and Burger <laughs> King is like they, they actually had that choice and made yeah. it. It's pretty good. <laughs> well, I like to think that the dad was like, why don't we just go to Burger King? And the, the mom or the wife or whatever was just like, we never go out. We should just do something nice right. to the family. We it's, should go out to a nice Italian restaurant. Husband. You want to go to Burger King on our anniversary? <laughs> Um, Come on, Gerald. It'll be fun. We should go out to a nice Italian. We don't treat each other anymore. And, you know, they go out to this restaurant and, and this course. whole thing happens. So I could see that. Um, the, it's It always struck me where, where Pistachio says, Papa, don't preach. I'm in trouble deep. I was like, what the hell is he doing? It's a Madonna song. I had to Google it. Oh, yeah. You didn't know that? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> That's actually, I think, one of the better jokes in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... It's less the the joke itself than the payoff where his dad's like what and Pistachio's like what. <laughs> it's like he kind of like. No, I mean that. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's actually a pretty good joke. But, yeah. Yeah. Um. It, I, I I just wrote down the irony of Gammy Num Num saying "Look out for the Italian man." Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just because um, Brent Spiner says "Ciao." Yeah. Should we talk about Gammy Num Nums at all? Yeah. We should. I mean, I, I had a note about the Italian thing, but we should go, we should talk about Gammy Num Nums first, um, just because. What can you say about a lady like Gammy Num Nums? <laughs> Not enough. Yeah. Sure. Um, I I do find it very amusing and sweet that like so throughout the movie, uh, it doesn't seem like Jennifer Esposito is enjoying herself. Like it seems like she's no. kind of questioning her involvement with the film, like why she what she's doing here and stuff. But as made evident by the um end credit scene, like she clearly got a big kick. Out of the Gammy Num Num scene, like she was like messing up takes and stuff like that, and you can kind of tell when you're watching the Gammy Num Num scene because like everything is very quickly edited after Gammy Num Num says something. Like she, I guess like, like, like cut, yeah, it cuts. So I, I'm assuming it's because Jennifer Espadillo kept breaking. Yeah. Um, which I actually, in, in, when I think back on that, or I think like of them filming that, it, I I think that's a pretty adorable little thing with Jennifer Espadillo yeah, actually probably. getting a big kick out of Gammy Num Nums. And I think besides, um. Well, like, I was going to say it's one of his more exaggerated characters, but now it's like, well, they're kind, of, they're kind of all very exaggerated. But, like, I think his delivery and facial expressions as Gemi Num Nums are really funny. Yes. Like, the fact that you, I mean, it's, the fact that you look through ahead. it to see Dana Carvey uh, with his eye, with, like, big eyes and all mm-hmm. that. Like, I think it's, it's a lot of it's – it's one of his more fun disguises to watch. Well, it's one of the I, few that's actually a character. Like, everything else yes. is – most of what he's doing is impressions. Yeah. And and that's actually like a character, without with the exception of uh, Turtle Man, who is you know an enigma. But um, yeah, like Gammy Numbers is actually like a fully well, not fully fleshed out, but like at least somewhat of a person compared to the impressions that he does otherwise throughout the film, or like very loose, like you know accents or whatever. But what were you gonna say, Matt? I was just gonna say it's it's 
I know it's obviously not the same character and there's like it's like a different voice and everything, but I, I like to think there's some influence on Gammy Num Num from the church lady, you know? Yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, it, it, it has to be to some respect, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's all. Um, I think that might be part of why it's a stronger character because it has like that background. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, but before uh, I don't mean to interrupt Chris, but just before so before I forget, um, so you you guys were bringing up the fact that you know the movie is primarily based on Italian characters, mm-hmm. but um, I was looking it up just to be sure. But it seems like according to Dana Carvey's um, Wikipedia page, he's English, German, Irish, Norwegian, and Swedish, so he's not Italian. <laughs> Like, you know, and this is a very, you know, broad take on uh, Italians and Italian culture. And I'm not Italian myself, so I can't speak on this with any authority. But I am Matt. I was going to say, yeah, you are Italian. I don't know, Chris. I don't know exactly what ethnicities you are. I don't want to assume. Um, are you Italian by chance, Chris? No, I'm Polish German. OK, fair enough. Um, so, Matt, since you are Italian, I wanted to just kind of point blank ask you, like, do you consider this to be an offensive portrayal of Italians or do you find this to be agreeable? <laughs> Uh, I don't think I'm enough in the, like, I don't think I'm, like, Italian enough to be offended by it, but that said, I do think it's, like, I think, like, objectively it's offensive, and I think if if the fact that I am a little bit Italian qualifies me to declare it, then I say yes. (laughs) Are you only a little bit Italian? I thought you were, like, a decent bit Italian. I am uh 25% Italian okay. at least. Cuz Serafini seems it's a pretty Italian last name, so Well, I... my my grandfather was 100% Italian. Okay. Um but my grandmother was not nor were my grandparents on my mom's side. Okay. But that, well there was a there's a little Italian for my mom's side as well, so that's why I'm not 100% sure. I, I know it's at least 25%. Sure. But I don't mean to put you on the spot. I just I figure since I can't no, speak I know, with any yeah. I can't speak with any authority on the subject matter because I'm not Italian and neither is Chris. I'm, I like, in terms of like culture, I, I'm saying like I don't have that Italian culture. Sure. Um, like I didn't have like a grandmother who made pasta, you know, from scratch and stuff. Like I, I don't have the stereotypes that it's exaggerating. Um, I, in truth be told, I'd say my upbringing was more Polish influence um, because my grandmother was Polish. And you grew up in yeah. Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, then, you know, that's yeah, why. Right. No, I mean, it makes sense. I, I, I was just curious because, like, I know. I mean, when I watch them, like, this seems like, you know, even by uh, 2000 comedy standards, <laughs> it seems a bit much. Uh, <laughs> On the nose. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, like, I mean, uh, presumably most of the. I mean, I think the grandfather actor is Italian. I'm not 100% sure, but, like, I think he is. But everyone else mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, for the most part, you know, like doing uh, impression or accents or whatever. So, yeah, um, you know, it, it does kind of skew a line. Like I said, I'm pretty sure Dana Carvey is not Italian in any stretch of the imagination. So uh, his portrayal, you know, leaves, you know, some some questions to be raised. But, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, that's all I had to really say about that. And I, that's all I really wanted to ask you. So, Chris, uh, go ahead with the rest of your notes. Um, I was wondering, uh, you know, when, when, um, grandpa is disguised as the maid and, uh, pistachio is playing with his face, with yes. the actress's face. I wonder how many takes hmm. that would have took. Oh yeah. Because I can easily see the actress playing the nurse, like cracking really easily. Cause even I was like imagining someone doing that in my face. I was like, I would not be able to keep a straight face with that. 
See, I mm-hmm. I was wondering if that was the I was wondering if it was the opposite. Like I was wondering if she was like found it like kind of offensive and like degrading to do that. And like you yeah. know, she would. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, I, I don't know who the actress is. I don't know how she would feel about it. But I could see either. I could see it being like she found it really funny and amusing and silly, or like this is you know degrading and humiliating. And I want this take to be over. But, I feel like she um, wouldn't have done it if that was the case. I agree. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. But um, I mean, you're you're an actor. You choose what you accept. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't get like you know, like I mean, like like uh, you know, not like, when you're an up and maybe not up and coming, but like when you're uh, at certain points, yeah, in your but career, you, you can don't still get, say like, no to jobs. Sure, you know, yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would I would like to think for the you know sake of the movie and the actors that she enjoyed it and had fun doing the scene, but I would never know. Presumably. Yeah. Oh, I just have uh, three more notes. Um, it okay. it will never even when I was a kid, it bugged me when when um, Pistachio uh, played Kenny G on the recorder. Um, yeah, me too. He, he, yeah, the, he holds the last note, even though there's more notes, and like it's, it's the the level of incongruency between his hands and the notes is like so noticeable. Also, it's a saxophone, or, or not a saxophone, but it's a recorder that he's holding, yeah. and Kenny G is playing a what is it, uh, an alto sax an al- or something? Like a... Even if the even that even that doesn't bug me that much. That's it's it's a kernel of a funny idea, but the fact that his hands don't even match it, it's like, it's kind yeah, of, yeah, the rhythm. Well, the joke. And also, you I mean, just the general brown faces. Oh uh, yeah. No, that's hard. That's yes, hard to, of to deal with in general, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, you know, an uncomfortable scene. I don't enjoy that. That, that might be the hardest scene to watch, uh, of all the movie scenes we've done over and over again for this podcast. So yeah. We're only two in. So, yeah. <laughs> um, what was your What was your other note? Um, two more notes. Um, Sorry. When When Scarface uh, is he's like, oh yeah, not choking, no maneuver. And then mm-hmm. you cut to Jennifer Esposito in the house, and you can hear he's yelling no maneuver so loud you can hear it from inside the house. Yep. I think that I don't know I don't know why but that's I think that's funny. See, <laughs> I find that strange because I'm like, every time I see it, I'm like, is that supposed to be like a line cue, like get back over here or something? But then I'm like, they didn't set that up. So it's like, I, is that just like a way of like connecting the scenes together? Like I don't, I, I generally Probably. don't know. Yeah. Either that or just you know like, just like, really driving home the fact that he is being so brash that you can hear it from inside the house. Right. That's what I figure is like the intent of it. But as I'm watching a scene, it kind of plays out like that's supposed to be like a cue or something to like come back outside or something or like, you know, look out because he's going in the house or something. But they don't set it up, so it's like, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, my last note is, um, of course, referring to the slapping dummy man. Um, yes, good. I <laughs> I noted that when Pistachio opens up the up the dummy, the um, the slapping dummy man is facing him, which means that he was sitting inside the dummy yes. backwards. Right, <laughs> or he spun or around. He spun yeah, around. It's, it's... <laughs> I think he's crammed in there so tight he didn't have room to move around to spin around. Yeah, I also think that. <laughs> <laughs> so is he doing this whole thing like backwards? <laughs> He's a uh, I, I I don't know if we'll ever fully understand the slapping dummy man, but he does remain my favorite part of the movie. It's still so. hilarious. Like, statue. I want to say goodbye. <laughs> I want to say goodbye. I am sad. Dead. I am sad. Why are you sad, sloppy dummy man? Okay. I want to say goodbye. Fade back up. <laughs> yeah, we fade back in, and oh my god, this movie will not end. <laughs> so I've decided after watching this scene that like I don't like the whole like. Um, 
what's a, what's a show called where they do the running thing? Um, Benny, uh, Hill. Benny Hill. Yeah, or, Benny Hill yeah. thing. Like, I don't really find that amusing. I don't find the reveal of the, the short person that amusing to me. But I sure. love the scene of them, like, supposedly, like, out of character. Having a chat. Yeah. <laughs> having they made amends. Yeah, just shooting the breeze. Yeah. I agree, Will. I actually agree with that. Oh I, I mean I do I do think that the running is funny. I don't think it's like, you know, groundbreaking. I don't oh, think it's no. the funniest part. Yeah, well, I like, you know, clarify, it's just yeah. it's classic humor of like right. him chasing him down the street. But yes, the scene where they're sitting there talking is the cream of the crop right. of this movie. I do still think though yeah. that the, the running is funny because like they chase him down the out. He chases the, the yeah, the, and then they flip and around and he's chasing him. Like, yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Sure. I mean, well, brilliant's a strong word, but yeah, I mean, I it's it's, I was, uh, yeah. We, yeah. it's okay. We can call I, it brilliant. Sure. We're, we're watching um, this movie call it what twelve it times this year. We get, we can have some candy. Sure. <laughs> we we made it through this long. You get a little tree at the end. Um uh yeah, no, I mean I think I, I should clarify, yeah. Like I don't I don't think that scene is bad before it. Right. Like yeah, I just I right. just think the like the reveal of the short person and the and the, the dummy that's <laughs> not you know, that's whatever. It sure. uh you know, the running thing is kind of amusing, whatever. Um but yeah, just the scene of them sitting uh presumably, you know, like behind the scenes out of character, the force uh, or not force, Ferris Bueller uh, like you know, like what are you doing here? The movie's over. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. but I just love before that they just have like a little scene where it's just like them, both in and out of character, talking about like the make like the plot of the movie. I think yeah. pretty much right, like like the like the adventure that they went on, and then like all, the only thing that the 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 dummy person really has to offer is that he loves to slap, <laughs> and he wants right. like, he, he doesn't really like like it's not much of a conversation. It's like a very one sided. I love to slap. Right. Um, but yeah, that, 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 that tickles me. I have to admit. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Was that it? Yes. Okay, cool. I thought for, for a reason, I thought you had another note. <laughs> um, but, oh, uh, I did, I well, did want to mention really quick. Did you guys notice this time when, um, Jennifer had to go to the bathroom after she left? Um, Devlin was like, nice. Yeah, you did. Okay. I, I mean, just like it's in general, so yeah. weird, but I, yeah. I can't not notice it now that I've noticed it the first time last month. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Devlin's a weird dude, just yeah, in general. Is. Um, let's see. So, I got a couple notes. Uh, the main one I wanted to talk about, though, is uh, so there's the bubble scene, not the bubble man scene, but the bubble scene where the the grandfather comes up. Like for whatever reason, like he's out of the situation. Like he can't, uh, uh, Pistachio can't directly communicate with her, his grandfather outside of the bubble. Um, and he says, "I'm a pre-recorded hologram." But then in the scene, like a minute afterwards, or like maybe even like a few seconds afterwards, the the kid comes in, and like he's having this conversation with Pistachio, and the grandfather is reacting to it in real time. And like you know, responding to like whatever they're talking about, and I'm just wondering, like, mm-hmm. is that is that the joke? Is that he is like not actually like like, like he is pre-recorded, but he like knows it's gonna happen, or that like it was that like a fluke or a, a mess up that was supposed to be like pre-recorded, and then actually was you know him really there re- reacting to stuff. I don't know. Energico. What was that? It's Energico. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so no one has an answer to that one. <laughs> I, I mean, I just gave you an answer. I, sure. Yeah, come on, Will. <laughs> Fair enough. 
I I was just genuinely curious. I don't know, and fine. Um, so I'm gonna guess that's probably. I I I would hope that it's not uh, a um, a script editing gaffe, but it could be. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I generally don't know. Like, it could be like one of one or the other. Um, so they mess up with the can't touch this needle drop. I feel like, you know, I'm so like they have. When this, does it play? It plays right after Pistachio like slaps that uh, boyfriend guy. Okay. Yes. Um, but like it's weird because like I feel like that song should have been playing during the like slapping thing because like the boyfriend can't mm-hmm. touch can't pistachio, touch, yeah. but like they play it immediately afterwards and it's just weird like because like the scene's basically over but now they're playing the song for like no real reason, right? Uh, so I don't know, I, I don't know like what the the genesis was with the edit for that, but <laughs> uh, it bothers me. I imagine it's gonna bother me more. Um, the the who why where how song when I was watching the movie this time I realized unironically that helped me in journalism high school in high school like really yeah because you know like yeah that that's like the five questions I know that's only four there like you know like who what where when how but like I remember like yeah. in high school like I I didn't associate with the movie but I remember like being like the who what where how I said who what and I I couldn't associate with being this movie but in retrospect rewatching the film I'm like oh that I just you know, my brain remembered that from watching Master Disguise and then, you know, studying That's this in high school. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I, and actually, funny enough about that scene, I thought that scene was a good example of, like, a scene that actually starts out not that bad but then overstays its welcome. See, I, I, I think it's the opposite. I think it starts off, like, annoying and dumb, but then it just, like, has – like, every scene in this movie, it doesn't know where to go or how to end it, so it just – it just goes on this weird tangent for no reason. And it's one of the few mm. times where um, Grandpa and Pistachio are actually genuinely kind of sweet to each other. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's why I liked that part when they were kind of being sweet to each other. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, how did they fit the Liberty Bell in the car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they don't they don't explain that at all, which I find mm-hmm. kind of amusing. Um, I wrote the line, Tush Challenge. I don't really have a note for it, but I just think that's a bizarre line to have in a film. Tush challenge? Uh, yeah, tush challenge <laughs> from the uh, uh, the scene where they're, like, speaking, I think, fake Italian. To, or, like, I think they're actually speaking Italian words, but they're not saying, like, what's actually being translated. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, Chris, for you I wrote... Um, I beg you, curb your yammering skull cave seems like a line you would come up with. <laughs> I do like that line. Um, and I also wrote that uh, I realized this time around that for some reason I always thought the I like the Move It, Move It song was exclusively from Madagascar because they, they, they have the song in the film. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize until I was watching the, the film this time that that's actually a song <laughs> that wasn't originally from Madagascar. Just for a reason, I assumed it was. Uh, I actually assumed the same thing. Yeah. Um, and that's basically it. That's all I got for this time. Uh, oh, actually, one more. Sorry. Uh, George W. Bush is not his best disguise bit because he, he weirdly, for whatever reason, becomes Al Pacino for a little bit when he like does the flip and then kicks him into the pool. So he like yeah. breaks character for no reason. Oh, yeah. I actually just remembered a note that I like thought of but didn't write down. 
which was that I didn't notice until this viewing that uh, Dana Carvey plays the Abraham Lincoln like stand in. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I, in retrospect, it makes sense. It's like, you know, the family history trope where they are all the same actor in flashback to Homer Simpson's ancestor and it's Homer Simpson in a toga, yeah. that kind of thing. But I, I, like I said, I just noticed it this time. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did too. Um, like, I was yeah. like, okay, wait a second. <laughs> I, I know those eyes. Yeah, exactly. It was the eyes. I was yeah. like, Oh wait, that's him. Um, oh, I actually, I got one more I wanted to address with you guys because I'm curious about this uh, as well. When they have the uh, job application process, what do they? What what is the job description in the application? Like they don't mention <laughs> the master disguise thing, right? I guess not. I mean, probably so executive like, assistant. They talk about okay. it once once she's hired, but yeah, I, I, it would probably right. be like assistant or administrative assistant or something like that. But it would be counterproductive if it was a master disguise. Like if they openly said like. We need to be assistant for a master disguise, right? So they, they probably don't mention that, but like, right. is that why he gets so mad? Because like everyone is underqualified or like unqualified for the Maybe. job, and like he's just like, no, like why why is why are we got all these duds? Because it, it's probably his fault. Because he right for not being specific, right? Exactly, yeah. Like <laughs> like what, what's the job description? I want to know what the description is because it's like if he if he was you know declarative or at least like you know like was saying what he wanted, but it sounds like he was just like vague and like. Hey, we're looking for an assistant, you know, like general experience, you know, dental or whatever else that they uh, uh, gave the person. But um, yeah, so so that's that's on Grandpa. You know, he he shouldn't have uh, gotten mad at all those people for, you know, being being curious. Sure, I'm with you on that. And those are my notes for this month. Um, yeah. Well, what do you think? I mean, that's our. 500th episode yeah it's our you know 5,000 episode we we've come a long way i can't believe it um you know but i I, i'm i'm just sad that we couldn't share it with anybody besides i know where are the celebrity guests i I guess it is covid still right i guess we should have accounted for that a year a a year later (laughs) i mean you think we do like we do like 10,000 episodes and then you know you think people would want to you know come and be a part of this momentous occasion Right. I mean, you know, it's not every day that we do our 2,330th episode, but, you know, you would think that still, like, you know, at least we get, like, a notice or something from people. Yeah. When we do, we have this milestone. I mean, at least respond to the RSVP. Come on. Right. Or at least, you know, yeah. say, at the Facebook event, say you can't come or maybe. Yeah. But, you know, so, I, so Antonio Banderas, uh, who are some other celebrities that we should have invited? Um, uh Mike, uh, Mike Myers, Mike Myers, uh, Shrek, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy. We already invited Shrek. Uh, yes. Um, you know, well, you're all in watch. You know what? They're lost. You know, that's that's all. They're I gotta lost. Say that. They're lost. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what. I don't think there's anybody other than you two that I'd like to hit a million with anyway. Yeah, I agree. Well, on that note. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do you have a? I we have our cameras off. Do you have a noise blower? Yeah. Thing? Nice. Oh, okay, I thought that was just like sound effect. You so you actually have a thing. Yeah. Oh, well. Hit it again. Nice. Do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's nice. what it's all about. Yeah. That's that's where the fun is. Yep. 
Well, take us take us home, Will. All right. So I guess that's our 50th episode extravaganza. Um, that's been fun. Uh, I'm Will. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. And remember, kids. It ain't ogre. Till it's ogre. All right. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. So much to do, so much to see, 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 so much to do, so much to see. Do it again, huh?